I'm Ashley Baxter, the founder of With Jack. And after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. In a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. Today I want to talk about a situation that many freelancers experience and one we have covered on Unsure Insure already, it's non-paying clients. But I want to specifically focus on those of you like the freelancer in today's episode who may be asking, is it time to threaten to sue my client? Here's the story. I've been dealing with a deadbeat client for months. They keep making excuses about why they can't pay me. So far, I've remained professional, but this approach doesn't seem to be working. I'm now considering threatening to sue, but I'm nervous about this. I don't like conflict and I've never sued anyone, but I feel that accommodating professional approach has run its course. I feel I have no choice but to initiate legal proceedings, but this could alter the course of the situation irrevocably. The reason I'm creating this episode today is because I want to highlight that there are alternatives to threatening to sue clients. Um, That's a route that I doubt anybody really wants to have to take. There is in fact insurance that can help you with non-paying clients. So the first thing to do is try sending late payment reminders. This is you taking a firm stance but avoiding the conflict that comes with making a legal threat. There are templates available to you if you have legal expenses insurance and these templates are professionally written and may get a better response than a friendly hey when are you going to pay me email or phone call. These templates include debt collection letters demanding payment for an overdue invoice so the first letter might be highlighting the total outstanding debt including any interest if applicable and the second letter would only be sent if you've had no reaction from the client in response to the previous letter. The third letter you have access to is a final letter of claim, which is also known as a letter before action, which threatens court action if you don't get a response. And this also includes the information sheet, reply form and financial statement form that you would need to give to the debtor before you can go to court. But obviously we don't want it to reach that stage. Hopefully they do pay with that first letter. The second option is to use the debt recovery service included with your legal expenses insurance. So if a client has went quiet and you've exhausted your usual tactics with overdue invoices, an expert lawyer will chase your debt for you. It is a formal process getting a lawyer involved. It's obviously a last resort because going down this route can complicate client relationships. But do you really want to have a working relationship with somebody who doesn't pay you? Probably not. So we do find that having a third party formally chase your debt is quite a successful method to recover your money. But whatever stance you take, make sure you're documenting all of this. So have a contract that shows the clients agreed to payment terms and highlights what happens if those payment terms aren't met. 
have an audit trail that shows you've tried to recover payment unsuccessfully. And what I mean by all of this is it's better to have all of this written down and documented as opposed to referenced over the phone, which can easily be disputed. If you don't have insurance, you can, of course, do things alone, go it alone and go through small claims court. But a few things to note about small claims court, and in fact any of these tactics, whether it's pursuing them through court or using the debt recovery service, they're not always successful. One freelancer we spoke to began the process of the small claims court application in September, which involved a payment to apply for a summons. And this freelancer ended up attending court a total of five times between March, which is six months after the small claims court application, and June to state their case and show evidence, that kind of thing. Their client failed to attend the five summons, meaning the freelancer was granted the full amount payable, plus expenses and interest. And even though that sounds like a win, they still needed to have the sheriff officers enforce the procurement of the claim, which was at a further cost. And this, unfortunately, wasn't successful. This freelancer is the first to admit that their experience isn't necessarily like everybody else's. We have spoken to people who've had success with it, but it was a battle of a year and a half of chasing for this unpaid invoice, five court visits and expenses and losses they ultimately weren't able to recover. And because of this, a freelancer said that if faced with going through a similar process again, they would probably cut their losses and not pursue for a relatively low amount as the mental stress, the time wasted, it just wasn't worth it. Now, I don't say this to be negative, I say it to highlight that threatening to take someone to court doesn't always end in a positive outcome, even if it should, even if you deserve to be paid for the work you've done and that's what's fair. It's a decision that you have to weigh up. Is this amount I'm owed worth potentially investing a lot of time and energy into pursuing without the guarantee that it'll even be successful? To end on a more positive note, the freelancer did say that they learned a lot from that experience that they've applied to future projects. So, for example, projects now always have signed contracts, preliminary payments, strict payment deadlines, sign-off milestones, and they have insurance. Again, none of these things guarantee that the project won't go wrong or the client relationship won't break down, but the combination of them all and the ability to recognise red flags with clients does make them sleep better at night. Let's recap. Send late payment reminders using the professionally written templates you get as part of your legal expenses insurance. If that doesn't work, consider using the debt recovery service that's included with your legal expenses insurance where an expert lawyer will formally chase your debt for you. Make sure you've documented everything from contracts where clients have agreed to payment terms to having an audit trail of payment reminders that you've sent. Smalls claim, smalls. Small claims court is of course an option, but it doesn't guarantee a positive outcome, even if you win your case. 
It can be a long battle where you're not guaranteed payment. So weigh up whether it's worth cutting your losses and learning from the experience. To reduce the risk of this happening, always have a contract. Take a deposit. Stick to strict payment deadlines. Have the client sign off on milestones that you've reached and get insured. I'm Ashley, the founder of With Jack. Thank you for listening to Unsure Insure. If you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new, then tell a friend and leave a review.